Revival isn't just about ministry. It's about family, unity, and legacy. Welcome to Let's Go, where you will hear about lives that have been transformed by the power of God. You'll see and hear real stories of real people going to real places far away whose lives are changed as God uses them to impact the lives of others for His glory. Get ready to see people experience God's love and power. Let's go. Last time, our special guest was Pastor Francisco Lor, who has pastored the Evangelistic Center of Guayaquil, Ecuador for nearly 30 years. He has seen hundreds of thousands come to Christ. Today, we interview him and his precious wife and co-pastor, Elsa Lohr, who will share with us what God has taught them about prayer, humility, and keeping our eye on the Lord through thick and thin. Pastor Tony, you know them personally. Tell us a little bit about Elsa. Well, they're just an absolutely wonderful family. Um, and we've stayed in their house and they stayed in ours. and. You know, they've been through a lot. You don't get a chance to uh, shepherd a, a movement like this as like they have without getting some um, opposition from the enemy. And I think the lessons that they've taught in this interview that's coming up are just absolutely incredible for all of us to hear. They really are and just so inspiring and encouraging. Uh, you know, one of the things is you watch their family interact with each other. They just love each other. They respect each other. They honor each other. And so even though they're going through, as you say, leading a movement, watching how they handle family life has been amazing also. Well, I know I can't wait to learn more. So you guys, let's go ahead and check out this interview. Today, I have the privilege again of introducing to you Pastor Francisco Lore of Guayaquil, Ecuador, and he has with him today his lovely wife, Pastora Elsa Lore. Welcome to the show, Pastors Lore. Thank you very much, Tony. Thanks for having us. It is an honor to be here with you in this interview. We feel honored to share this time with you. May the Lord bless you greatly, Pastor Tony, and thank you for this opportunity to be addressing your wonderful audience. We thank the Lord who always works all things for the good. Pastor Elsita, I know that you are a fiery preacher of the gospel and, and much more than just the wife of a pastor. Tell me what it's been like to be, the, to be involved with um, a growing revival fire here in Guayaquil. Nothing could be possible regarding all of this that you are saying if it was not for the love and mercy of our Lord and the prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit of God that motivates us to have fellowship with the Father. He is the one doing the work. You know, this is so true. I remember in our first visit here, I was so impressed with the group of intercessors that you had that met with you all the time. That's true. Nothing, nothing can be done if prayer doesn't come first. It's communion with the Father. Because if we want to do things by our own will or by the things that we think that we can do, that doesn't have power. But there is power in prayer. When you have communion with God and you present to Him the needs that you have, He is the one that accomplishes through the Holy Spirit who ministers to us and to everyone. I know that the life of pastors like yourself is really easy. There's nothing you need to worry about. Is that right? No. 
Now, you guys have had a fight in intercession. Tell us a little bit about that fight. For sure, in the work of the Lord, there are many obstacles. But when someone believes in God, God comes and fights for us. He fights our battles. He is the one that takes control. We, by ourselves, there's nothing, nothing we can do. He comes and defends us. For example, in the family, there has to be balance. The greatest ministry that God has given us is in the home, our family. If the family is destroyed, we cannot help other people. Therefore, we ask the Holy Spirit for help. And the Spirit of God is the one that helps us to move forward in these battles or with our problems, right? But He is the one that gives us the victory. He, through prayer, and also He tells us that this kind doesn't come out except with prayer and fasting with prayer and fasting because the ministry has a broad spectrum of colors, true? And there we have to face it. We are not the ones, but it is the power of the Holy Spirit of God that fights our battles. In the ministry, there's also jealousy, there's envy. There are also many difficulties, even financial ones. Then, I just named three, and how difficult it is if we get stymied saying that we cannot do it. Truly, we can't do it. But, but we can do everything in Christ who strengthens us. I love her heart for the Lord. Sarah, didn't you just love how she kept pointing everything back to Jesus? She did, and it's such a reminder to us that it's all about Jesus. I loved when she said that when someone believes in God, that God can come in and fight their battles for them. And this world is full of so many troubles, right? The enemy is so real. And she's saying, you've got Jesus. Let Jesus fight these battles. Let Jesus take control through the power of the Holy Spirit to bring you victory in your situation. You know, that's true. She does let God take over, but she doesn't just let go and let God. She's an incredible intercessor, and she has a team of intercessors and has had for years. And I am absolutely convinced that their prayer and their constant fasting has a lot to do with the revival in that area. Yeah, revivals don't just happen when you like snap your finger, right? They are just like Pastor Lore said in his earlier interview, they're the result of thousands of believers lifting up thousands of prayers to God, you know, asking God to, to bring his presence in any way. I love that thought, Sarah. I just keep getting this visual now that revival doesn't start with the snap of a finger, but rather with our knees hitting the floor. It does. You know, one of the things I know about the family and we, we've seen them is they, they also walk through obstacles very well together. Um, they have encountered things. They've made some serious financial um, sacrifices in order to see that revival keep moving. And it wasn't without impact to their family, but they as a family unit decided this is where we're going and they, they went there. Yeah, it's a question of integrity. It's a question of investing yourself, not just having lofty uh, intellectual ideas, but actually pouring your life and your heart and your soul into what God's called them to do. And that they have done very well. It's very impressive. Many people have imitated uh, their commitment to the Lord. And, for, and I think that's part of the fruit of what you see in the ministry of having expanded so much.
I think that's beautiful. It's pastors and leaders of revival are the ones who have given Jesus their entire lives, not just their Sunday mornings. And I know there's a lot more that we're going to learn from them now. So why don't we go back to the interview? Well, I'm getting a hint here why the Lord has blessed your ministry so much, because every question I throw at you, you always point it back to the Lord. And I know that's the humility that you all operate in. And it, you know, the scripture says that God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Uh, you mentioned about family, and I know you have two children, and they're both serving with you in the ministry. That could not have been easy. Could you tell us a little bit about how you were able to raise up children who are now pastoring? Well, he tells us, train up the child in his way, and even when he is old, he will not depart from it. My children, Israel and Raquel, were instructed in the word of the Lord, and over everything, the example that they saw at home, because we made a decision to be a blessing to our children. They never saw their parents fight or be disrespectful to each other. No, there was maximum respect for my husband. And of course, my children saw that example, and they have followed it. That was one of the greatest motivations for them in their spiritual search for God. And God called them, and they said yes because they didn't have the obstacle in, in the sense of the word that they could have said, no, because of my mother, no, because of my father. But they said, we want to serve the Lord as our parents are serving the Lord. May the glory be to God. Amen. Now, I got to ask you, in all your years of ministry and all the things that you've seen God do, what has been your greatest joy in the ministry? Well, the greatest happiness for me is to see my children serving the Lord. And there's also a lot of joy when we see the fruit of the affliction of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just imagine, every day the Holy Spirit ministers to us, and we want to go to the feet of Jesus and to tell Him, Lord, here I am. You know, John says, I believe in 1 John 3, that he has no greater joy than to see his children walk in the truth. And I know that you not only have your two children, Pastor Israel and Pastor Raquelita, but you also have many, many spiritual children that you have seen grow in their ministries over the years. And I just want to thank you for all of the hard work and years of service, which will continue, God willing, for many more years. The whole work has been done by the Holy Spirit of God. We obey the word by preaching the gospel, but the Holy Spirit is the one who undertakes to minister conviction, right? Of righteousness, of judgment, and of sin. And for us, it is a tremendous joy to see people that make the decision to separate themselves from evil and to live a life of holiness and purity and fulfill the Great Commission. I love that in the midst of revival, God was highlighting the importance of family to Pastora Elsa. Uh, Pastor Pat, I love your example of this as well. Can you speak to that about family coming first? Well, I think it, it does. It's a matter of, uh, and we can watch it in their family, 
but so many other families also. If you're not ministering in your own family, if there's not integrity of what you're saying publicly happening inside your house, then um, certainly the kids can get resentful. But if they see a continuation of what you do at home and what you do in public, um, it brings authenticity to the message of Jesus. Oh, that's so beautiful. Pastor Tony, you're a father, a grandfather, and a pastor. How do you see this exemplified in your own walk? Oh my, well, you know, we've always tried to, um, you know, not be hypocrites, you know, and that's not always easy because, uh, you know, people at home know how to push buttons that people outside the home just don't know how to do as well. Um, but uh, we live and we learn, by God's grace we grow. Um, but I've seen, um, in Pastor Lohr's case and, and his wife's case, um, they've got two wonderful kids, they're both in ministry. Uh, they're learning the ministry from mom and dad as they're going along. Uh, they're just doing a great job and they're carrying the torch. And that's what ultimately I think we wanna see, is you wanna see your, you know, our kids uh, pick up the same burden, the same desire for the growth of the kingdom and the glory of Jesus that God had put in our hearts. Yeah, we wanna see his faithfulness from generation to generation. You have some fruit of that right here with your daughter. <laughs> Sarah, what was it like growing, growing up in a home that was fostering the spirit of revival and also just focusing on family being revived? Mm. Yeah, I'm so grateful to be born in the home that I was and with the parents that I had that love and fear God so much. I mean, it's, it's just something I'm incredibly grateful for every day. And it's, um, it should, I think Elsa, Pastor Elsa's talk reminds us that um, revival is not just for the church or for the lost, it's for our homes. And there are so many folks that even of our friends and viewers that watch the show that have homes where they want to see God's presence move. And Pastor Elsa is just reminding us that that is possible, that God wants to move in families too. And you know, not only did uh, we see them do that in their home, but then we saw their children um, Raquel and Israel really step up and talk to their friends. And so it becomes more of a, a spider web uh, uh, effect of connectivity within the church and outside the church that, um, where people are actually being able to uh, minister to those that they have um, relationship with, kids with kids, parents with parents, families with families. And um, we certainly saw, saw that a lot in their, in their life. You know, another aspect of raising kids is, you know, just the, the need for the Holy Spirit to help us raise them. You know, when they come into the world, they're just so cute and you just want to hold them close to, your, to yourself there. But as they grow, they develop their own personality and their own will. And especially now that I'm a father of um, adult children and have grandchildren, uh, the adult children, you know, you just can't tell them what to do. There has to be prayer. There has to be fasting. And you have to trust the Holy Spirit that He's going to do what He said He was going to do. How many times have my wife and I uh, warred over the promises that God gave us over our kids? And, I, and you do that for the church and you do that at home. It's the same thing. You're so right, Pastor Tony. We need this to happen in America. And I know I'm not the only one who's thinking this as you're listening to this interview. Let's tune in and hear a little more about how God did this in Guayaquil, Ecuador. Well, Pastor Elsa, that is such a wonderful commentary on what, what y'all are doing. 
At this point, I would like to ask you to look into the camera and exhort our viewers on what the Lord has put on your heart to encourage us today. Amigos, nunca es tarde. Friends, it is never too late to instruct, to teach, to correct. The Word of God is alive and effective, and it teaches us. There are people that say, no, it is too late. The little tree is growing, and it's crooked. Who can straighten it? There is one who can straighten it. It is the power of the Holy Spirit of God. We can do nothing. He is the one who does the work. Therefore, instruct your child in the way of God, and in its proper time, you will see the glory of God working in the life of that person. We are all a product of prayer, of instruction, of teaching and correction. How sad it would be if we had escaped the correction of our Heavenly Father. He loves us deeply and He corrects us. Therefore, you fathers and mothers, don't hold back in correcting your child. Even if he has grown up and gone the crooked way, because the Lord has the power to strengthen him in the name of Jesus. That message speaks hope to me that it's never too late. Pastor Pat, what were your thoughts as you heard Pastor Elsa talk? Well, I loved her analogy that she gave about a, a crooked tree. And sometimes we look at uh, perhaps our children while we're in ministry and we wonder, gee, am I doing too much ministry? Am I spending enough time with them? And there's all these questions going on. But I think as we focus on caring and trusting in the power of the living God, um, we're going we're gonna to see Him move. I hear also that we should be faithful in being parents. You don't stop being a parent just because your kids leave the house. You know, we should always be willing to offer counsel and correction. You know, I know my children don't need to obey me anymore, but they always need to honor me and they need to listen to me whether they like it or not. And so I'm gonna give them God's counsel as best I can. And I think that's what she's exhorting us to do. And if we will continue to keep the example of Jesus and the word of God before our children, I'm sure that God will do the work in converting their hearts. Yeah, converting their hearts, I think, being the key. It's not about our kids following us and picking up the ministry that the Lord gave us. It's about them following Him. You know, as a mom being in ministry, um, it can be hard to keep that focus that this isn't about what they'll necessarily do that looks like my life. It's about, do they love Jesus? Do they burn for Jesus? And so every time we do step into discipline or we step in for correction, it's not about just a behavior change. We're looking for them to really be seeking after and modeling the heart of Jesus in the way he designed them to do that. You know, one of the things I had heard in times past in reference to discipline, uh, disciplining is to try and say, you know, are you confronting your children on the issues of God? And, um, and then I heard a play on that word, are it's care fronting. Do you care enough to confront on the issues of God to help them move forward? I love that because our motivation has to be our love for them and our love for the Lord. You know, that is so true. And now we're going to hear from Pastor Lore and some of his closing comments. So come on, let's look at the interview. Wow, that is such an incredible truth, Pastor Elsa. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, nobody wants to be disciplined. Nobody wants to be corrected, but Hebrews 12 is very clear, isn't it? 
that uh, God disciplines us for our good so that we might share in his holiness. Um, Tony, we here are just passing through life. Everybody, you, me, Asita, we're all strangers and pilgrims on this earth. Our true home is in heaven, and truly we are preparing ourselves for that encounter. But as we walk on our way on this earth, we shall leave footprints and a legacy, a legacy to our children that they will continue, to our spiritual children, to teach them right way. The reason that we were created is so that we may worship God for all of eternity. During that time, we pass here on this earth and we should assert a powerful influence on others so that we may go to heaven together. Our parents are waiting for us. Our home waits for us. The eternal kingdom of God is waiting for us. All the temporal things that are going to pass, whatever we call them, physical being or tests or difficulties, the pandemic or our health, everything is going to pass. But there is something that is never going to pass and that is the love of God in our hearts. The only thing that we are going to bring with us when we leave this earth is the love of God in our heart. That's what's going to accompany us into eternity. And we should be wise to know that this short time of life that we have on this earth is a great opportunity to become part of God's plan and part of the purpose that God has for our lives. Tony, thank you for giving us this opportunity to share of God's love and that he has put in our hearts. We've been saved by grace, healed by his grace. We are serving in the ministry by his grace, his mercy. And that's why we have gratitude as we are fighting against our own weaknesses and the human defects that sometimes are biggest stumbling blocks because we don't understand yet how to do it completely right. And for that reason, we need God's wisdom. And his help is what's going to take us forward. With my wife, we are traveling in this life's trip, short, taken by the hand one another, and together taking the hand of the Lord Jesus. We are heading home, our eternal home. Well, you guys have both been such a great example for the many, many years that we've been coming here of how you've maintained the unity between yourselves and in your family. We've watched you work through the difficulties. We've, we've rejoiced with you in the good times. And we're just sure that God's got more good things ahead. You know, the best is yet to come. Thank you both for being on the show and may God bless you. Thank, Thank you. you. May the yeah. Lord bless. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you Tony, and to all of your audience. The Lords are so focused on not just the ministry in front of them, but on eternity. Pastor Pat, what do you think about that? Well, I think that that's exactly what their focus was. I think they realized they have this slice of time that God put them on the planet at this place called Ecuador, and they want to make max impact as far as people understanding the truth of life. And that is, it's not just about working. It's not just about raising kids. It's about the fact that people have to make an eternal decision on where they are going to be. And that starts today, by the way. It's not just about check the box of eternity. It's about get into the kingdom of God and join God in what he's doing. And when you're talking about eternity, there's a focus on legacy. And he's not just talking about his own family, although that's included. He's talking about all the spiritual children that they've had the opportunity to lead to the Lord, to disciple and to equipped for leadership over the years. And it's an incredible legacy, but always with the thought uh, that God is 
building and expanding his kingdom through their efforts and the, with total reliance on the Holy Spirit, knowing that they can't do anything on their own, as they said several times, it's all up to the Lord. I'll tell you what, meeting them and hearing their story has inspired and challenged my walk with God. I'm sure it has for our viewers as well. Thanks for coming today, guys. We're excited to pray with you today. I've got my friend Sarah here. And Sarah, today we talked about family and unity. And I know that God is really stirring something in you to pray for parents who are watching. Yes, absolutely. I'm sure that there are parents out there that have kids and they wonder, how can I be Jesus to my kids? I don't I don't even know where to start. And I want to encourage you that you have the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit knows all things. So we're just praying right now in the name of Jesus that you would have the wisdom and knowledge of the Holy Spirit come to your mind to give you specific ways and, and um, approaches to relate and attune to your kids in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would have just divine understanding of how to approach them, how to talk to them about Jesus and how to bring a spirit of peace into your home in Jesus name. Amen. I, I wanna pray right now for the parents who are watching, who feel like it's too late. You feel like maybe you've messed up or your kids are too far gone from the Lord. And I just want to pray if that's you right now, I want you to think about your child. I want you to think about your walk as a mother or father. And then I want you to picture Jesus standing next to you because I just see his heart of love for you today. And he is smiling. He loves you and he is for you. And so I'm praying right now that he would grant you the faith to believe, pray, and declare bold prayers over your children and over yourself in this hour, that you will have the faith to believe that He is for you and that His plan is good for you and for your child. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Whew. Wow. I love that Jesus not just cares about what's going on outside, but also what's happening in our homes and in our own hearts. So if there's more that you wanna pray about and you wanna pray with someone, there's a number at the bottom of the screen, call us. We love to hear from you. You can also text that number with your prayer request or go to our website and submit your request there. For 25 years, we've been going to Latin America and all over the world telling people about the love and power of Jesus Christ. We have sent hundreds of teams of ordinary people, men and women, pastors and lay people, who God has used to do extraordinary things for His glory. Things like healings, marriage reconciliations, prophetic words of comfort and encouragement, and of course, winning souls. We have seen hearts set ablaze and churches revived. And we've been doing this for so long that we have formed great relationships with many pastors and church leaders overseas. We encourage them, we counsel them, and we help build unity among them. The Lord also uses these trips to train up our team members in their giftings and callings. Many of these are now bearing fruit for the kingdom, both overseas and back at their home churches. 
We are here at Let's Go to not only share testimonies of what God has done overseas, but to bring that same encouragement and anointing to you so that you might see the same grace and power of God moving in your life that we have seen overseas. Please make sure to visit our website to share your prayer requests and to take advantage of all the resources that we have made available to strengthen your faith. Thank you for taking the time to be with us and God bless you. I must say it has been our joy to work with this couple of pastors, Pastor Francisco and his wife Elsa, for the past 25 years. They have been beset by many challenges, so many trials, which have only pushed them to be even more intimate with our Lord. Life is the same no matter where you are, whether you're a pastor over thousands or a grandmother praying for her children and grandchildren. We are all passing through this life looking to leave footprints a legacy that will influence those who knew us or knew of us to come to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now at Let's Go, we are here to build your faith and to encourage you to believe that God will use you to leave that kind of legacy. We trust that today's show built your faith and encouraged you in your walk with our Lord. You could also be built up by going to our website, looking at our resources, and signing up for our free monthly email newsletter, which is full of stories and testimonies like the ones you've heard today. While you are at our website, you can donate to our ministry so that we can keep bringing you the testimonies and teachings that will strengthen you in your walk with God. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of Let's Go.